Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Oi, the boys on Footy Prime on occasion are known to use vulgarities and frankly appalling language. And sometimes tales are quite adult in nature. So keep the volume down if there are kiddies around. And thank you for listening. Hey kids, it's me, that guy. You know, growing up, you're going to get a lot of temptations thrown your way. People are going to try to pressure you into doing things you might not want to do. The trick is to learn what's good and what's not. For instance, someone might offer you a bite of their delicious ravioli, and you might say, sure, I like ravioli. So you try it, and guess what? You get food poisoning, and you die. So the moral of the story is, Things that seem good are often not, and things that are bad can be a lot of fun, like hard drugs, alcohol, and premarital relations. So try saying yes to more things in life, like Footy Prime the podcast. Yes. Yes, I will. Let's get this party started. What the fuck? (laughs) Was that Wonger? That sounded just like Wonger. What? What just happened? <laughs> what happened, Jimmy? Was we, we all said yes. Hard, hard drugs. Hard drugs. If you listen closely, you can hear us being sued by a major American television conglomerate for the use of the more you know. Hey, we should get sued. That will really take us to the next level. When someone You've says, not made listen, it until. Uh, 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 what, sorry? You've not made it until you're no, exactly, sued. Yeah. At least get like a cease and desist letter or something, right? Can't wait for that day. It's fully pride hey, the podcast anyway. I'm Sherman. He was Dunlop. Brennan's here. There's Stacks, deepest, darkest Vancouver. JC's here. Dan Wong is not here. Kind of miss him Ooh. already, actually. You know what's funny? He called me today. And, and so the phone rings. I pick it up. And before I say a word, he goes, Shams, I'm in the car. You're on speakerphone. And my kids are in the back. <laughs> it's the first thing he said to me. Right, like, you just called me. You can't trust me. What a prick! It's always a good <laughs> warning. <laughs> it's funny though, right? You just you, people are mirrors. So he's projecting what he would want in reverse or expect in reverse, just to cover his own ass. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. How many times I've said something and then they go, "Oh, by the way, I've got the kids in the car." Oh, you did it to me once. Remember that? You did it to me once. Oh, well, there you go. See. Too many yeah. to remember, Maul. Yeah, he called me <laughs> and now goes through to Apple. Maybe, Play. I, should, maybe I should ask. <laughs> oh, the messages, are, anyway. the messages are the best when you leave a message and it and you play it on the the playback on the car and that woman's voice. No, you know what the worst thing is 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 when you uh, when you send the missus a, a bit of a sassy text and, and the kid picks it up. Not great. She knows all about Ooh. eggplant emojis now. <laughs> so let's hey i would like to hear your your sex chat yeah what's your sex <laughs> where do you jimmy yeah. you want to hear yeah. my sex chat i could see it being a bit aggressive and moody angry. yeah very yeah. angry yeah Take the now. And i'll read it out i'll read it out <laughs> do i want sex of course yeah. i want fucking sex now christ <laughs> sakes you know how like look at me british not comedy tonight. It's very different from American and North American comedy, right? So does that mean that like British sex talk would also be very strange in comparison? It very wouldn't different? be as smooth. <laughs> I wouldn't think. 
We're not known like for our British uh, sex talk. Verbiage. <laughs> well, the well, Brits are not very romantic either, are you? Not very, no. You'd think no. all those trips to France. That's, that's romance. Yeah. Fine They're dinings. not known for their foreplay. No, fine dining's at the chippy. No one has time for that, Greg. Come on. Your four, your, your, yeah, exactly. Your four, your four Brace plays, yourself. Your foreplay's at the back of the pub. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my knees are hurting. Almost done. The old Kentucky. That's an old office line. That's great. Um, so we should probably at some point get around and talking about about the football. Um, hate to say it, fellas, but uh, the the inspiration that all of TFC fandom felt from last Saturday's famous win, famous forty five minutes, maybe the most famous forty five minutes in TFC history, ended with a bit of a put, 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 in the championship final against Vancouver this week in Vancouver. Whitecaps win. Jimmy, you were on the call. Great job, by the way. Made me proud hearing our Jimmy calling such a big game. Um, Thank you. Do you Thank think you guys? Hey, what was hey, listen, let me just let me just let me just stop you there. I, I'm taking that with a pinch of salt because I went back and read the tweets after, and you guys are hammering me left, right, and center. Who was? Who who hammered you? You guys. I read them. I don't think so. No, it was just a, it wasn't a tweet. I texted the guys. I said, "Quote from Jimmy." The place looks like a great atmosphere. Like, what do you mean? You're not there? Oh, yeah, that's right. Somebody else texted me and said, were you in a closet? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I yeah. Pretty much was. Yeah, it looks like a great atmosphere there. Yeah. It did, by I'll, the way. Hey, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you this now, right? And you, you've got to give credit to Vancouver. Um, I, thought, I thought they were very, very good and disciplined the whole night. I think they realized yeah. they were going to be a team that wasn't going to have a lot of possession in that match. They stuck with their 3-4-3. Three, three. They congested the middle of the park to stop also Bradley playing. Um, and obviously, if it's Senior, he ended up drifting inside. And, you know, they, they stopped so much momentum going forward. I thought, I thought they were very, very good. And they looked to just catch them on the counter and, and on the break. And, you know, they're rewarded with a, with a great goal. You know, that goal that goal that gold put in. I think the club really needed that. They did need it. They did need it. You know, you could see there was a lot of tension. They put a lot of work into getting that match and the hype around it. You know, they had 20, 24, 25,000 people in there. The place was rocking. You could hear the fans, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, the manager even was saying that against Chicago, they felt that they didn't perform as well as they could have. Obviously, they lost 3-1, but... It was because of the fact I think everybody was focusing so much on this TFC game. And he even admitted himself, said, look, even I was focusing on that Toronto FC game more than I was the Chicago game. Because of hype around the city and within the organization. And it was just mm -hmm. something that they wanted bad. And you know, rightly so. They they deserved it. They played very and well. And they're right on the cusp of the playoffs anyway, you know. So they're you know, they're right there, they're thereabouts. But yeah. they need a little bit of consistency. This just might be like one of our uh, Twitter followers said, it might be the what they need to kickstart their season because they, you could tell what it meant to them, what it meant to the fans. They have not had a lot to cheer about. No, they haven't. It's been the shits. Was it 2015? Was the last time they won it? Yeah. It's only the second time yeah. that they've won it, right? And, and forget about that. I mean, they the playoffs or missing the playoffs or playing in one round and getting hammered. Like it, It's just not been good. The narrative uh, entering was from the fan base and, and the media was it's their biggest game in the club's history. Do you buy into that? I mean, they did win it in 2015. Was this a bigger win than then? I mean, it's all that kind of recency bias, right? Oh, this is the biggest game. This must be the best one. But I mean, they've had different runs in the Champions League before as well. Yeah, but I think 1979 it's how... Soccer Bowl. That's the same club, right? Great point. Yeah. I think I think this year it was different though, right? Just every round that they went through to get there, um, how difficult it was for them. You got to think. Remember, you know, was it 2018 when they lost to Calvary? They they haven't had much success playing against the CPL teams and found it difficult. Yeah. And this year was a year where it just all clicked for them. Yeah, they've been embarrassed in this competition. One hundred percent, they have over the, the last, last number of years. I mean, that gets have. them into the Ch Champions League, right? That's yeah. right. They're and Champions they just, League football now for next season. They just Massive. beat a side with all this hype and a, a budget that is more than the operating budget of the CPL probably for two seasons. It's a pretty yeah. big marker. 
Yeah, yeah for sure. I tell you what, in uh, in Vanny Sartini, they have a fun dude, eh? What a, what a personality. What about him after the game? game a, he did a cartwheel or a somersault and took his shirt off. Auditioning yeah. for another a role on Footy Prime. He wants to be the sixth guy. Yeah. He's a likable guy. I thought that was a little OTT. Oh, Jose Mourinho-esque? I don't think Bradley was happy with that, was he? I mean, <laughs> when Italy won the Euro, I don't think their manager did that. He was running around know. with an Italian flag, too. Did you see that? Mourinho running down the sideline. We used to slaughter him for that. I mean, that was that was for... That's for Man goal, United this, at United. Guy, he, won, <laughs> he won the biggest game in the club's history. He should be allowed some exuberance. Yeah. He? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. I, I think that would be one where he would have woken up this morning thinking, oh, fuck, what did, what did I do? <laughs> what what have I just done? Yeah, I would, a, yeah, a wee bit. Have you ever had a moment like that in your life, Jimmy? No. <laughs> Me neither. No, 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 no. no. Not for most, most Sunday no. mornings? <sighs> I had one when I gave my own fans a wanker sign. Was that Where when was he that? woke up next morning and went, oh, what did I do? Waiting for the backlash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank God you didn't play with social media. Yeah, no shit. Oh, oh yeah. Mind you, you everybody in that stand was over 80 anyway, so. <laughs> so you, you gave a bunch of old guys? Though, they, right? they wouldn't have a camera now. What, what club was it? <laughs> They're all dead now, Craig. <laughs> yeah, probably Churchman's stand, Ipswich Town. They had a Polaroid. By the time, you know, by the it, time they went to take it, a, it yeah, had a, a, they always had a side of the ground or an end of the ground where everybody would sit, generally. Just sit. They would cheer, but only when something could happen. Then you got the nutcases at the other end, kind of like you know, what they've created at TFC and Vancouver whatnot. And they were just a moaning end. They were the moaning end. Did you ever have that, Jimmy? An end or, or a side? I mean, there was even parts of Upton Park that were like the chicken run. They wouldn't want to be uh, playing poorly in front of those guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Every club had it. Mm. it was at the, I think in Norwich, they had the, the little snake pit the corner. Mm-hmm. Forest, they had it. They all, all, of, all of them had that little pocket where you just you didn't mess around with them because they were crazy. Yeah. Did you ever have the moaning section? Oh yeah, that that was every everywhere throughout the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> you lot are shy. Yeah, that's well. When things are going really bad, it becomes a yeah four sided attack on your own team. Yeah, yeah, that's never. I remember fun. playing that's... some games where the opposition's actually saying to us, "Going, Jesus, you guys are getting hammered, eh? <laughs> like that's our own home fans hammering us." Oh, yeah. North American athletes have no idea. If you started standing up at a Raptor game saying anything negative and you throw a swear word in, you're gone. Kicked you're out, gone. Yeah. Every seat even has like an ethics uh, thing behind it that, you you know, you basically can't say anything. They protect it. It's 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 freaking communist freaking sports. I used to work with a guy that uh, would get very vocal on Twitter despite his uh, sports media affiliations. And uh, he's a big fan, passionate guy. And he tweeted something. The Raptors were shit and really frustrating. And he tweeted along the lines of, I'm going to go down there and punch this guy. And before the game ends, I wasn't at the game with him, but some other people from work were. Um, not long after the tweet, security found him in a seat, came and removed him because they, the, they saw the tweet. And I guess and he posted, he, well, he tweeted earlier a video or a shot, like, you know, revealing kind of where he was. Positionally, and they came and found him and took him away. Season ticket was he on air, on air guy. It was not on air guy. No, ah, it's too bad. You'd have to take some fans out there. of the stadium in England. You <laughs> <laughs> really would. You know what though? There's, there's, and this, you guys know this. There is a quite large percentage of Brits who are really happy being miserable. They <laughs> no. love and complain. <laughs> no, it makes them happy. It gives them joy. That's all they'll do. Even if, if you guys were, I'm sure, winning a match or, or doing really well, it would pain them to, be, to acknowledge that, yeah, okay, you're doing all right, I suppose. They'd much rather you suck so they have an excuse to hammer you. <laughs> it's true. We're miserable people. Too far from the tree, does it? Uh, 
Roger Bennett. <laughs> Roger. Roger Bennett says this on Men and Blazers often about the English. That they just they they don't know how to be happy. So in these moments where they should be happy, whether it's England going to the final at the Euros or whatever, they just know disappointment is looming, and that well that's what they know best. So they're just bracing for it. It's around the corner. Well, you're also you're generalizing the football crowd here too. I suppose that there's that's a different people. Uh, there's all sorts of different levels there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because English people know that they have 50 days off a year, so they're going to end up in the south of Spain at some point. If they're not football people, you're right. They probably have something more to look forward to. Right? Speaking of miserable Englishmen, nothing wrong I with that. Speech. You know, 200 pounds for a week, all you can drink. Yeah, no kidding. Eastern Turkey, someplace that no Canadian will ever know or travel to. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so speaking of miserable Brett's beach, um, he's got a huge. Is it tonight yes, or was it, it last night? Tonight, it's tonight, it's tonight. Yeah, Forest. We should do a. We should do a like an Instagram live, buddy. You want to do an Instagram live? Halftime, since we'll both be watching this on our phones. And get the game. It's a. Uh, it's a USL. Uh, it's streaming. Yeah. Who are you asking cool. to watch with you? You can watch Jimmy, but I was asking Craig because he's three hours behind him because he loves Deech and he watches all the USL. Don't you listen to the show? He's always no, watching the USL. I'll just text Deech and say, I love Deech. I follow them, but I didn't know he could uh, watch them. Yeah, we'll watch it. Kansas City, Sporting Kansas City in Sacramento. Where is it? It's at home. They're playing at home. Yeah. So what, 10 30 kickoff? That's it. They got a they got a great stadium, great support. They average like eleven and a half thousand in the league. No, the trouble is, trouble is, you know, they, this this U.S. Open is uh, obviously taking some of their focus away from the league. They're they're kind of on the cusp of the playoffs, and they're falling behind in games. So they got games in hand, and you know, DJ talking about the traveling, you know, mm-hmm. that could become a, a factor for them later on. Just become a victim of their own success if they uh, end up getting through to the final. But something they have to focus on it's an amazing achievement what they've done and they beat the galaxy away already in this competition so they're the only mls or sorry usl team left as well it's amazing but i mean as much as they want to make the playoffs it's not like they're fearing relegation here right so you get to the semifinals the u.s open cup and get into the playoffs where they are now or floating around Mm -hmm. it they're ahead of the galaxy two they got still have a lot of travel they're going to Charleston next. I can't believe that they actually play the other conference. They go to Detroit, and it's I can't either. Like, like seriously, like most of those teams aren't averaging eleven and a half thousand people. I thought they'd be playing all West Coast, East Coast mm-hmm. winners play a final or something like that. But they travel across, and that's a massive expense for those clubs. There's twenty seven, I think, in that league. Mm-hmm. If the Teach can't complain about traveling, he's good on easy. Yeah, that's the English part. Yeah. About that. Remember back yeah. in the back in the old TFC Academy well, well, days, <laughs> on the bus traveling down on through bus, Michigan. Yeah, yeah. He would come, awful, he would come back, and he was trip. like, "Yeah, he was he was seeing really he was seeing the real USA back then, the small yeah. towns and the bad roads and bad water." Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Hey, back to uh, back to Wednesday's match. Were you surprised to see Insigne get taken off before the pens? Obviously, going straight to penalties. Um, do, do was there, do you think a tweak? On the calf, well, I mean, you, you've got two minutes left plus added time. It goes straight to pens, and you take off your $50 million man. Uh, it's it's strange, isn't it? Yeah, I didn't didn't understand it myself. Well, seems. All right. I didn't take what? a penalty in Euro. Does he take – I don't even know. Is he a penalty taker? Is he one of those guys like yeah. you, Jimmy, that, doesn't, that, that hides behind <laughs> the bench? Uh, it seemed that way. He, he takes penalties in the league. <laughs> he definitely takes penalties during a match, but in a in a shootout, I can't recall him in the shootout. But to be honest, when the substitution no, happened, he, did, he didn't during Euro. When the substitution so happened, yeah. I thought, "Oh shit, I have it wrong. They are going to extra time." That's what I thought too. I knew that it was yeah. going straight to penalties. Did Bob not know? <laughs> like, I don't. Mate, get that's, it. That's, it crossed my mind actually. Have they not realized it's going straight to pens here? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. That's. I mean, it can, really I think it confused uh, a lot of people. I'd love to know why him taking him off because I think with anything, you you would expect him to be one of the first players to be taken. It exactly. I didn't see the post match presser. Did Bob answer questions? 
I haven't found they, them today anywhere. The, yeah, I saw that they didn't make uh, the TFC weren't made available to the media. That was a, a big thing I woke up to. The Vancouver media was complaining. Now, whether no one was available or just Bob um, through their own availability, I'm not sure. Mm. But we'll see this great thing on the show where we Google while we're talking to each other. There's usually rules in place that, you know, regardless of whether you win or lose, you have to, you know, hand over some some players or a manager for some sound bites, right? Post match. Yeah. You're doing the league for sure. <clears throat> and also uh, in, in internationals. Canada Canadian Championship? Maybe not. Yeah, that's what that the complaint was. Asked. Because it falls under mm. it falls under Canada soccer's regulation. And they didn't uh they didn't enforce it or seem to make them available. Mm-hmm. Ah. Interesting. I'm gonna head over to training tomorrow and we'll we'll find out. We'll find out what's going on. Why wouldn't Kenny well, it wasn't like they were poor. I mean, they scored four of their five penalties. Yeah, also was a bit unlucky. He has post. been, eh? And they are as a club from like snake bit. All of a sudden, TFC is England in penalty shootout. I, I hate I hate seeing a guy like Ozo miss too. Like a guy that is genuine club legend, does everything for that club, hardest working guy in the field, sacrificed mm-hmm. a lot for that club, you know. Maybe, who knows, on his way out to, to Europe, who knows. But regardless, he's now, I think, Craig, you, you tweeted it, 0-3 in shootouts for a guy that you think would, would have that composure. I, I texted that because I like, him too, I like him too much to tweet that out. Oh, was that a text? Oh, yeah, thanks sorry. for putting that out there on the podcast there. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. done, Charms. You might as well yeah, tweet that's right. it. I said nice. No, he's he's one player that you you'd want to see score for the club. He he loves it. he loves being a TFC player. Yeah, and like Charms, what you're saying, he, he does so much for the for the for the team. And every game, he works his ass off. He covers a lot of miles. You know, it was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate the way it happens. And I think you know a lot On of times weekend, too, people we people people don't praises. yeah, but people don't realize too. Sometimes you know when when you're when you're stepping up to take that penalty. As big as that goal seems to be at that moment, it is so small. It's so small when that keeper's in, standing there and the fans are behind you. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure. And I'm sure, look, the fans will be saying, yeah, well, that's what you get paid for. But as a, as a player, it, it does get awfully small when you step up to that penalty spot. There's no doubt in my mind that if I was a professional footballer, I would definitely hide. There's no doubt. I'd have no interest in stepping really? up to that spot. Yeah, I tried to hide too. I mean, I got picked a few times. <laughs> they'd find you. You was yeah, behind the wrong trip, They would trip over him and behind the bench. What are you doing on yeah. the ground? You're hiding behind the Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. wasn't. wasn't for me. Penalties. You know, there's some guys that are just so quality and smooth with it. I was kind of more the guy. You know, if I when I got into the box and that, I for me it was all reaction. Like I, it had to be quick and fast and. And I was good, but if you gave me too much time, it, it wasn't good. <laughs> it was not good. Pack a card. <laughs> if you had to use your head, you didn't want that at all. No, you I were a left back in fairness. Quick. Not too many left yeah. backs, uh, you know, are great in the box. No, listen, that, you know, whether I was playing left wing, you know, I played center midfield at Norwich, left wing back, but. You know, it says everything. When I when I was a kid and I started as a striker, and they kept on pushing me back in different positions. <laughs> Same thing happened to me at age eight. All of a sudden, I'm a goalie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lorenzo Insigne, uh, he is. He said he's going to take part in the MLS Skills Contest, which means there's an MLS Skills Contest. I don't watch <laughs> All Star games. What the fuck is this? We spoke Are about you? this last Wednesday. Yeah, this is new. Was new to all of us as well. So basically five of the best training sequences that they could take from training, which nobody sees, as we know, as media, they only let us see the first 15 minutes, right? Uh, but we hear Jimmy and Craig talk about how great some of these things are. So they've done these, yeah, five skills challenges to kind of mimic how they do it in hockey and uh, riding off the summer success of the Major League Baseball home run derby. I like the idea. It's cool. And, and it's a way for them to get their stars involved that, you know, Hector Herrera and Insigne that wouldn't ever have been selected because they – had hardly played or hadn't played at all in the league. It's a way to showcase your, your best talent and make it a big weekend. So I think it's, it's smart. It's on brand for MLS and 
it's going to be interesting. No, so I think the best, the, way to showcase, the best way to showcase your talent is probably playing week in and week out, isn't it? <laughs> Good idea. Yeah. Just saying. So what, 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 were, what were they again? What, what's yeah, the skills? We went through this. Uh, so there's a crossbar challenge. There's a passing challenge. There's a touch challenge. Touch um, challenge? What's that? Touch. I'm not sure how they... It's where you can, you can you control the ball of charms. Okay, go next. <laughs> oh, oh, touch that kind of touch. <laughs> I'm thinking about playing tag. <laughs> playing tag. It's, no, you're not it. I'm it. You're it. Be hilarious. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of touch? Like, is it subjective for the judges there? What is it? What's the touch? <laughs> tag. You're it. I guess they catch they pinging at you. I, I'm, ass- I'm assuming it. How do you judge that drill, though? Like, do they just whip a ball at someone and say, "How's your touch?" Like, what? What is that? I would, I would imagine that they probably got that machine. You know, that pace machine that yeah, spin, yeah. spits them out and maybe Fires balls, swerve yeah. on them, and you got to control or put it up in the air. And how's your first touch? Yeah, yeah. Maybe I bet there's you, a circle. Actually, yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. I bet you they're, they're yeah. still within a circle, and there's a mm-hmm. machine probably from multiple angles. Pinging yeah. balls at them at some you know varying speed, and they have to touch it and control it within the circle. I would have done. You that know one. what? Insigne, based off of based off of the first forty five minutes against Charlotte alone, Insigne would be shit at that challenge because he was taking. Mind you, he was. They were just spraying to the side. But I thought it was surprising. He had so much space in front of him. How generous he was with his first touch that those balls would not have landed within within that tight circle if it's a six foot radius. I don't think he'd be as good at that. But that's not what he's there for. There's a crossbar challenge, a passing challenge, a cross and volley challenge, a shooting challenge, and this much-anticipated touch challenge. I think they should have had an accuracy challenge. Do they have a crossing behind the net challenge for Jimmy? (laughs) (laughs) That was a specialty? Get too close? (laughs) You're such a dick, eh? Honestly. (laughs) Lead the league in goal kicks or what? <laughs> that, that'd be a great stat. Who leads yeah. the league in goal kicks? <laughs> Should He's be a put in 15 crosses. 11 has gone for goal kicks. Mm-hmm. At what point, at what point in your, in your career do you, do you stop counting keepy-ups? I never counted keepy-ups. When you you're you say there was a competition like with six. that no, there's not. Sharm says there should be, and I said that's what warm-ups are. Yeah. What do you mean? that They'd be there all night. <laughs> that's my point. It's better than, oh, it's better than other bloody contests. What, but just keep me up. For most, for most, most people like myself would be, like, I'm counting every keep you up because like, if I get a 10, I'm really happy. Really happy. Same. Right. Yeah. At what point in your playing career did you realize? At some point you counted. You know you counted. You may have been 11 years old. You were counting, trying to beat your your personal best. We all did it. At what point did you realize there's no point doing this? Because I'll be here all night. Well, probably when and you can goalkeepers do it? When you get over a hundred, and you're just going to hundred. I remember being eight years old, just been relegated to a goalkeeper. We're training in this gym because we didn't have indoor bubble facilities. Right, you go straight indoors futsal. And uh, I was feeling really confident. I just made it over five. <laughs> keep you clanking the wheelchairs together. <laughs> I just made it over five. Keep you uppies. That felt like ten was within reach. Okay, ten was within reach. Yeah, and for me, this is a big deal, right? I get it. Just so you know, we're all kind of gathering. It's warm ups, and someone walks in, and their mother was hot. I'm I'm eight years old, but I knew that they, their mom was hot. Here I am, like, well, I'm gonna. Hit ten in front of uh, your little pecker was on fire. Billy's hot mama. <laughs> literally, Brendan, get a hold of your shorts. Literally drop. There's a tent being pitched. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I literally dropped the ball here with the intention of impressing Billy's mom. Okay. First touch, boom! Right in my face, bloody nose. First touch. How many? How many could you do now? Probably about five. What are you wearing? Aladdin's boots? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I think well, let's add this to our video challenge. Okay, <laughs> I will. I will. I will hit ten 
when we get together and we film this. It might take do me all day, count? but I'll hit 10. Do knees count? And the last one, Jimmy's like when he's running like 20 yards and making a diving effort to get the last touch on it. Yeah. Number five. <laughs> Hamstring's Woo-hoo. gone. Yeah. It's, it's never been a strong suit of mine. I have other skills, Jimmy. I know I prioritize other skills, like being nice to people. It's one. Yeah. Hey, you eat. There's some very good tricksters, uh, trick soccer guys in uh, in the Toronto area make a living oh, yeah. off it. Um, some of them are unbelievable. Yeah. Wish I could Free give them a mention right now because, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, they're unbelievable. They're unbelievable. Like, Steve Elias and his boys, right? They're just that's incredible right. what they do. Incredible. I want to give a shout out to one yeah. of our incredible fans. I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but I've tweeted it. So this three-on-three three challenge that we talked about doing, right? Um, Juan Balvin, who's at uh, 1CA Dom on Twitter, I've tweeted this, made a video. He created all of us on FIFA and played three-on-three three in the street uh, with our own names and everything. And uh, I think it was Charmin, me, and Craig. We won six to five. No. What do you no. mean no? Me, JC, and Wonger won, didn't we? I think you guys won, yeah. If only there was a tape. We won. <laughs> we won. Nice try there, Hotshot. Oh, okay. Heads I win, tails you lose. <laughs> I like it. Listen. By the way, not see that, Elias, Eli, Eli Freeze is uh, the freestyle king of Canada. Has a great company out there, actually. And a great mm-hmm. guy. And just most insane tricks i played against him in a charity match once on the sidelines he did this he did something stupid and just embarrassed me and he did it again about a minute later so i went through him from behind hard and, <laughs> and he goes shams fair enough <laughs> so respect i had no answer charity for it game. it was incredible what he did some kind of weird around the world type bullshit i don't know what he was it was amazing oh hey was he on that it- like, was that at Lamport? Yeah. It was at Lamport when those freestyle guys were there and they were juggling all Lamport. over the place. Yeah. Was that, it wasn't... I was there. They were ridiculous. Yeah. It was one of the Africa ones for Bradbury. Because yeah. I was I we were, I was playing with you that day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Athletes for Africa. <clears throat> that's right. Rock the pitch. Miss those tournaments. They were we, fun. Should, we should do a footy prime invitational. What do you think? No one would show up. The bullshit. I bet there'd be tons. And if we were smart about it, we could get some of these like YouTubers and Twitch guys on it as well. And they could come out with teams. Footy culture. Another great idea, B. Another great IFTV. idea. Get the, get the hammers. Get the hammers out against the uh, the trickies. Since uh, the trickies uh, <laughs> took Lingard off our hands. And uh, I think the West Ham guy. I'd take the West Ham guys. Yeah. Oh, you're the a village for punishment. You just want to keep getting beat. No, I think they kicked the shit out of them. The Villa guys. Actually, this is how we do it, Charms. You you don't think that we could we could get the squad out? Well, we wouldn't be able to play amongst each other. How about this? We get all of the supporters groups, right? We get the Toronto Villains. You get the uh, Liverpool Supporters Club. And we get them to feel, feel the side. And each of us will play with our club. And that's how we do it. Oh, my, my, my guys wouldn't want me. We're putting in goal. <laughs> You're just, there you You're just there as a mascot anyway, really. <laughs> Screaming on the sidelines. Yeah. Wouldn't that be terrible that you get dropped from your own team? It'd be embarrassing, <laughs> wouldn't it? I know. Captain, uh, get to pick the team and then get dropped. <laughs> what, would, what would have been worse, though, Charms? If you'd been dropped from this team, yes, that you were supposed to captain of, of Toronto uh, Liverpool supporters, or if I had chipped you from the halfway line, that charity tournament we played at TFC where I put it on the top on the netting. The fact that you're still talking about it and he didn't actually score shows that I would much rather be dropped by Liverpool <laughs> than, than he actually score that fucking goal. Jesus. <laughs> it was a valid effort, though. I'll give you that much. It was that I, moment I, I, I can never that do it again. moment I thought, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Of all the people, of all the people that chipped me from halfway, <laughs> it can't I be me. I hit it so fucking well, Jimmy. Oh, my God. Where did it drop? Oh, did it just Before over the, the 18 or... No, do drop. <laughs> well, how big was the pitch? 20 five yards? A, five aside. Look, we're not. It wasn't five aside. You know, you know Timbits soccer? 7v7. Seven seven. <laughs> it wasn't Timbits. We were, we were, I think we were playing the width. So we're talking uh, like 15 yards max. It wasn't very far. 
No, I think it was Cher- <laughs> Cherry Beaches, right? Where TFC used to train, right? Wasn't it? No, it was at Downsview where TFC. Was it trained. Downsview was it? But it's uh, it's the it's the one closest to the go karts, Jimmy. Yeah. Next to the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I small. think it's not yeah. that small. It's the width of a real pitch that they divide into threes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, man. Okay. You can imagine the, the, the image though, right? Dunlop trying to chip me in goal, like Christ, like Laurel and Hardy on a football pitch. Absolute fucking joke. Really was. Anyway, you didn't score, so that's all that counts. By the way, who did score this Were week? You, you see the, the Euro, Euro semi-final, England, Sweden. England smashed Sweden. Really great game. Alessia Russo's back heel. Just incredible. I, I love a good back heel, and that one was really very special. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that looked like the chance had gone. The ball had pinged around in the in the six yard box, and she's chasing it towards the the byline. There's two uh, Swedes on her immediately, and she just oversteps the ball and pings it with a back heel. Nutmegs the keeper. It was outstanding. It's been a good tournament. I have actually. to say, and I don't want to burst the bubble of that goal because it was pretty special. But from a goalkeeper's point of view, what the <laughs> fuck is she doing? Like seriously. There's nowhere else she can go, and there's nothing else she could do except a back heel back into play somewhere. Expect it. Expect it. She doesn't expect it at all. Caught her off guard, came through a few people, of course, but it's, it's, it's a goalkeeper error. Sorry. Mm. She did a few of them, didn't she? She didn't have a good game. But uh, it's been a good tournament. Germany beat France today 2-1, so it's England-Germany. Yeah, Love it. On, on, is it Saturday? I think it's Saturday, right? Sunday. Well, Sunday, Sunday is it? Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. That Germany-France game was was outstanding. The, the pace of play, the quality, it, it really is great. But it, it felt like a final, Germany-France. It, it, it could have been a final. And, uh, and the, I think if the French had 10 extra minutes, it might have gone that way. But Alexandra Pop, she scored her sixth goal in five games. She got both today for, for Germany. The captain, just exceptional. Um, mm. two, two quality goals as well. It's a shame, though, that more people aren't seeing this. Like, I, I'm not even able to tweet these goals because in Canada, they're not made available on Twitter as goal clips. And there's many people who, as the tournament has gone on, keep tweeting, asking, well, where are these games? Um, because mm. they've only been available on the UEFA TV app, which is exceptional, but it does require you digging and looking for it. Well, when you look at the CONCACAF uh women's championship and that was put out to all the networks as well from one soccer and if anybody wanted to buy it and one of the networks won't mention who uh, offered twenty thousand dollars for it that's it 20 grand wow so i think that so that, so i think the answer was uh go fuck yourself something like that so to think that the Euros would be on there, fat chance. And the coverage has been great. It's been covered much like uh, a men's Euro has been covered. They've been sinking a lot of resources into it. So and it's the same with the, the WSL and the Champions League over there. There's a generation of kids being born now who are going to grow up watching women's soccer on par with men's soccer. And when I grew up, I mean, it was just odd to see a woman play soccer. As I remember at school, I don't know how it was over here. You guys can tell me, but at school in England, and maybe it's the same way still, girls didn't play soccer. They didn't play rugby. They they played netball mm-hmm. and hockey, like like field hockey. That was their sports. Mm-hmm. You never saw a girl with a soccer ball. That's right. And when I went over to England, uh, I remember I mean going back to the eighties that uh, they were surprised that we you know that our women actually played over here at the level that they did, and that also gave us as a nation a head start because we we gave the, that opportunity uh, to women where there's a lot of countries that hadn't or were willing to put any resources into it. And England is a great example of that. Like absolutely gone from zero to 60. Mm -hmm. Like literally there was nothing in the early 2000s. We talked about before 2005, they hosted this tournament and they couldn't sell tickets anywhere. They were playing at non-league grounds and now they're they're getting massive crowds and just the span of uh, what, 17 years. Yeah. Bramall Lane, 28,000 yesterday. It was awesome. It looked so it looked so amazing there. And maybe part of the, the pace of play being as great as it was in comparison to CONCACAF, not just the competition, the quality of competition, but the fact that all of England had been 100 degrees Fahrenheit last week, and it was 63 degrees, Grant Wall tweeted. So that's what, 16 Celsius? From from about 40 to, to 16 Celsius? Yeah. Um, 
the football well, improved. You know, it has improved though, right? If you talk about the, you know, the crowds back in 2005, if you watch games from back then compared to now, it's a different sport as well. Yes. Like it is, the pace of the game in the women's game is astronomical now compared to what it was. Remember goalkeeping used to be a laughing stock as well. Mm-hmm. Laughing stock. Mm-hmm. And now- I think the goalkeeping was the last thing to come. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Officiating. Officiating was the last thing to come and it's come now. Uh, I was thinking that today. There was a, there was a, a penalty shout, um, or a, excuse me, a, a VAR shout in the penalty area, um, on one of the last goals. And I thought, oh, they're going to take it back just because they've gone to VAR. Uh, but it seemed like it wasn't the right call, and they left it. And I just thought, and it didn't take long that the the official, you know, trusted her gut, knew what she wanted, looked at it, said, no, that's it. And I felt like it was the right call. Is it easier to easier to referee or- women's football just on the back of that they don't cheat like the men? And don't back back talk <laughs> nearly as much. No. True. Well, they right. do. They do back talk, same as I've men. Seen it. Of course. Maybe to you. They're happy with a call. They're vocal about it. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But you know how it is, though. I mean, Christ, I'm watching these games, and it just it just seems as far Maybe less. Maybe not as dramatic as the men. Right. Right. Men are so dramatic. That's a problem. That's men that. are so dramatic. These who dramatic was men. Who was it saying that? Was it the Irish coach was saying that about women being more emotional and too dramatic? Wasn't it? I think it's the Northern Irish coach before Euro was, and it was was caught on record saying that. I could be wrong. If it's the wrong coach, I apologize. But uh, <laughs> yeah, there are still some uh, some chauvinists out there. Um, the off season is is rolling by right now. Luis Suarez, who we thought could be on his way to MLS, is going back to where it all began, back to Uruguay, and he signs with Nacional. The, the draw, I guess, of returning home. Jimmy, you did it. You probably understand his move, do you? Yeah. I would do it. Look, if I if I started, I mean, obviously, Toronto FC wasn't here, but I'm, I'm from here. Um, and if I came through the academy, played first-team football, and I went over to Europe, and I was coming to an end, I would love to come back to Toronto FC and play. Would have loved to. You know, that's, that's his team. That's his childhood team. That's where he, he played and started – so how cool is it really to start and finish at the club that you love? And after how much success he's had in his career and how much he's won, where he's played, it's a great story. Hey, Jimmy, when Mo first approached you or however that offer came about, when you truly considered, okay, am I going to move home? Am I going to play for TFC, be the first signing? How many years did you think you had left? Do you think you would play another five? What, what, what were you no, I was, what was I, 30 when I came back. And I thought maybe I'll have a few years. Um, but, I mean, I, I was... You I thought was, you were done, didn't I you? Was tired. Yeah, I was tired. My body was killing me. And then, obviously, training on that turf every day, playing matches on turf and travel. Yeah. And it just it caught up to me real quick. Something you said to, uh, to Robbo, you guys went for a coffee when you, you first joined. And you both were talking about how surprised you were by how athletic and the pace of the game in North America, when you first joined, did you expect it to be a lot easier than that? Was that part of your, you know, your th- th- thought process? Okay, I'm at the end or near the end. Uh, this would be a nice, easy passage to retire. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think it was. Uh, you know, I, I, I didn't think it was going to be as good as what it was, right? Um, and I think because of the fact where the guys were just so athletic, they were quick. The typical North American athlete that you expect, right? Strong, powerful, fast, you know, tactically and technically not the best, but they were, they were, they were rapid. I remember the first couple of times I've been going up against guys and these guys would just run and they would just keep going and going and going. And, and a lot of the times too, which I think we found difficult and we, we talked about an awful lot where, you know, we, we were coming back from Europe and you, you pick up habits of players and, you know, intelligent footballers, you, you can you can read their movement and where they're going and, you know, just where the play is and you, you start adjusting. But a lot of these guys, they didn't have that, the, the tactical awareness. So their movements and their runs were just, it was unorthodox. And you'd be going, fuck, you shouldn't be making that run. Why are you making that run? But now I've got to chase you. And now I'm out of position 20 yards because you don't know where you're going, but I've got to track you. 
So it was, <laughs> it was so di- it was it was so difficult, honestly. Trying to read the game, it was. I found it very very hard. I you did. were you were fluent in football, but they were playing a different a different language. Yeah, like yeah. You, you know, in certain certain movements, you know, there's there's certain runs that you would expect a player to make. So I'm reading his run. I go off of him, and we're just, and you get it. But then you're playing against some guys that tactically don't understand the game, and they were just making these wild runs, and you're going, mm-hmm. yeah. You hear that? You hear that, Gregor? You expect that ball? Advantage us, buddy, in this three on three tournament. Jimmy doesn't know what's fucking coming with me. Oh, yeah. yeah. I have no, I have no idea. You'll be making runs, and I'll be going, where are you going, and why are you doing that? Yeah. Bowl of spaghetti lines. <laughs> it was uh, It was sometimes, you're right, though, Jimmy, easier playing with better players because even in the Premier League, to a certain extent, as a goalkeeper, it was easier than playing in the championship because they're a little bit more direct down there, a little bit more physical, doesn't yep. make you look quite as good. And in the Premier League, if you got like a guy like Aguero coming in on you or Andy Cole or these Dwight York or these types or Klinsman or whatever, and it got hit in a ball across you, you know that they're gonna tr- they're gonna do the right thing and that they're gonna nail that ball across your body and they're gonna be able to do it. Yeah. As opposed to maybe miss hitting one and beating you near post on a scuff, mm-hmm. like Brendan would do, maybe. Yeah. Lead the league in those goals, right? The old scuffer. Hey, Jimmy, how good was uh, was Mo back in those days in training? Because he, he'd love to take the ball and take part in the sessions. So Mo, 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 Mo would start the training session, and then he would end up over with the keepers for about twenty five minutes, just pinging balls in the top corner, <laughs> and then he'd start yelling at the goalkeepers because they weren't <laughs> saving them. <laughs> <laughs> That is a true story. He did that all the time. All the time. You would just and, leave, and he, leave the he, session. Go pick yeah, balls. Yeah, and he could still ping a ball. Like there's no issue there. That never left him. You know, he could yeah. still do that. You know, he couldn't make a run or no. But it was, it, funny. It was, ter- it was terrible. For unless the, it was for some he, champagne. He was terrible for the confidence of the keepers. Yeah, because then he would start laughing at them. <laughs> so there, there's your gaffer coming yeah. over, pinging balls top corner. You know, giving you the eyes. Reverse, <laughs> reverse shots. The keepers mm-hmm. are diving all over the place. Can't get near anything, and he's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Sutton, Greg Sutton was the number one. Uh, David Monsalve was there amongst the three or four. Who, who was the other? Who was the backup? To Sutts? He was well, the have, main. He was have, number one. Monsalve was three or four. So who was who was two? Good point. Good question. Who was it? Oh, it was Kenny. Kenny. Stamatopoulos. Stamatopoulos. Oh, Stamatopoulos. Yeah. Kenny was there. Yeah. Then we had Brian Edwards as well, Stephen Fry. John Stephen Conway. Fry was very good. You, didn't you play with John Conway? Uh, no. He was after I'll you? tell you a story, though, against John Conway. Like, if, if people don't know, he's a, he's a monster of a man. Hmm. He's very, very big. Is he, is he bigger than Craig? And the goalkeeper coach for TFC. And he's a goalkeeper coach for Toronto FC. So I remember we were playing New York, and I make this run in behind ball comes over top you know it's just a little bit too far in front so he picks it up and i think to myself as he grabs it i'm just going to continue my run and just give him a give him a little shot because he's a big guy it was like hitting brick wall and i bounced <laughs> off him and ended up my on my ass <laughs> i could not believe how, how big and solid he was and i just look up and he's just looking at me he's like you're right, man. I'm like, no, yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what he would say. Yeah, yeah. He's a lovely Ran guy. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! What a big man. Hey, Craig, mm-hmm. you, you, you've asked. I think I've asked this question before, but there was time in that, I think that first season where you trained a couple of times at TSC. Like, was there ever any serious conversation about you coming out of retirement ever? Because I remember talking to you. I interviewed you once. I was at the score. And uh, having some fun with it. And you were just blagging me, I think, and saying, well, you know, we'll see what happens. And I came back, oh, I think I got a scoop. I think Craig Forrest might be signed with TFC. Um, but was there ever any serious conversation? Uh, yeah, you know, there was. You know, Mo was certainly uh, would, would consider it. And uh, after he came over from his other session and tried to score against me, he put it in the top corner, which he did a few times, but saved a couple. He was. 
probably willing to bring me on, but I, it was a, you know, I don't know. I mean, it was a, a time, a different time as well. I mean, the team was going to take some time to get out of this. It was, I didn't know, you know, what I was doing to, you know, prove myself. I think I'd done that already. Uh, and I was making more in TV. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, well, there's yeah. that. And I mean, and you've been calling the game, so you knew all about this team. So why the hell would you want to put the pair of gloves on and go and go for that team, right? Pretty much. So play back I don't with even me. think, I, I mean, I don't think I'd be the starter. I mean, yeah, I've been in backup, which again, I would have buddy. probably happy to be. Yeah. I would have sat right beside you, make, annoyed the shit out of making me Making 48 morning. grand. <laughs> so you're getting these training sessions. Moe's gushing over you. Did Dick Howard pull the gloves back on? Did he Did he <laughs> want to have a go? <laughs> Dick was there every session, wasn't he? Must have been envious as well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Dick was a little bit, maybe a generation two on. I mean, yeah, but then Dick was two. about as slow as Craig's internet back in those days, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, listen, before we, we, we finish today, I don't know if you saw this. Um, I'm not sure if it's true or not, but there was a, a picture leaked from Aston Villa about the fines players would, would receive for certain indiscretions. Um, this is before Gerard arrived. So I just want to throw some of these out to you and tell me if you think that they could be true or whether this is just bullshit because they seem really, really stern punishments, right? So this is a written list, printed paper, all right? This is before Gerard, about a year ago, before Gerard arrived. Um, so to be late for training, you get a 500-pound fine. Does that sound about right, do you think, in the modern modern era compared to when you guys played? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, if you forget your GPS to training that is 200 pounds a minute a minute yeah sounds about right they hadn't even invented gps when we played so <laughs> yeah, <right>. probably <laughs> if you're laid out onto the training pitch itself that's uh a thousand pounds yeah can't be late yeah really well, a thousand quid. If you're making a hundred grand a week. You better be. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay. If you're late for the bus, that's 200 pounds a minute. You can yep. see that. Late for a meeting, 200 pounds a minute. Yeah. Um, if you wear the wrong attire on match day, which would be uh, a tracksuit and a polo to be worn, not shorts, 100 pounds per item. <laughs> yeah. Here's one that, that my, my wife would love to do, actually. Uh, leaving plates, cups at the dining table. 100 pounds an item. So you're not huh. picking up after yourself. Yeah. You got to look after the dinner ladies. They're not there to yeah. pick up it after be you. More. It should be more. It should be 500 an item. Oh, yeah. So, that's the one that really pisses you off, does it? Yeah, because they're the best. Yeah. Clean up after yourselves, you little fucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig hates messy people. All right. Um, if you leave rich, any rich, young messy people, though, it's specific. Yeah, prima donnas. <laughs> That's, I don't like prima donnas. If you leave any kit on the training pitch, it's uh, 100 quid an item. Yeah. Okay. Illegal parking at the football or outside of football. That's uh, 100 quid. Okay. Jimmy, pay All a few right. of those. Late for a commercial okay. appearance. 250 yeah okay forgetting cakes on a birthday yeah you have to bring your cakes in go bring your cakes in yeah you have what to bring you, your cakes you in bring your cakes in well on your you, birthday or someone else yeah on, on your own birthday you go to the bakery in the morning you grab all the pastries and for everybody else for the whole team yeah the that that? Thing? yeah not necessarily yeah. a cake not necessarily a, a cake. cakes yeah, it's my birthday. Why am I bringing you for stage not this? Pastries. Yeah. What is yeah. tradition? You little fucks. Yeah. <laughs> why why yeah. should we be bringing you little yeah. fucks yeah. cakes? Yeah. <laughs> you, get, you get punished for your own birthday. Wow. And then the worst thing is if your cakes suck, you probably get fined for that too. They might even have that in there. Oh, great culture. But is that, is that like across the, ball, across the world? Do you think? Is that just in, in England? Is it, was it the same I over here? We, we had to do it. What about TFC? 
Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, we had we did things on and for your birthday. You had to bring something in, I think. And there'd be fines. There'd be fines. Yep. It just would have been, you know, two dollars a minute. Sharm seems surprised by this. So we we went through this on uh, last week actually. Sharm's about the some of the fines and that because Ten Hog apparently was really strict, and so Jimmy peeled the curtain back into what it's like in the change room. But you're forgetting that this Aston Villa change room before Gerard was Frat Boy FC with Barkley and Grealish and Matty Cash. These guys were just making collections for the end of season party. Yeah, fair enough. What about this one? No, no flip flops in the shower. No, you have to wear you have to wear flip flops in the shower. Yeah, what do you want, animal? It, it's, oh, I see. So it's saying so. No, if you're not wearing flip flops in the shower, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, you, get you have to wear them. All sorts of things. Yes, right? exactly. Athlete's okay. foot. And then the chiropodist comes in, and yeah, it's over. Um, and they get no itchy. reporting. No reporting by 10 a.m. to the doctor for a new injury or illness. 200 quid. So no matter how much pain you're in, how sick you are, you got to get the training and got to see that doctor. No, before 10 a.m. You got to see the doctor first thing. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. No, you said by 10 a.m. or after 10 a.m. Not reporting by 10 a.m. Yeah, so yeah. you got to do it before. Yeah. Right, right, right. What would be some right. of the fines that we would have on Footy Prime? Hmm. Slow internet. Being, being late to a record. We say seven if you're not here by 6.59. 50 we should bucks. give fines for that. Yeah, I like that. Every, every minute or every you, 10 seconds you're late. You think I can afford spending time with you guys now? If we introduce a late fine, I would, I would be in debt. Yeah. Is, 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 what's it called? Snuzz? Snuzz? Snuzz, right? Snus. The snud. Snus, you right. snud. The thing to get your older yeah, passages clear. Being left anywhere. Yeah. So that's the tobacco tobacco snus. Oh, okay. You can't leave it. That's what a lot of the players do. Sits in your top lip with Swedish Cur- tobacco. Currently. I think I think you told us that on a recent show as well. Yeah. That surprised me. Oh, you wouldn't believe how many guys do snus. Hmm. Here's one. Uh, if you book for Descent... So a yellow card for descent, 200 quid. Yeah. Would you have fines for on the field stuff like that? We used yeah, to have more than that. Yellow, it was more yeah. than that for us. Was it? If we had a card for descent, it was more than that. Huh. Yeah. There's one more here. I'm just going to find it here. Give me a sec. I can't read it on my phone here. Hang on. No, take, it, take your time. Yeah, well, yeah, guys, oh, fill yeah. in. Just start talking about something. Go. <laughs> only done, we've only done 55 fines. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Less than them all. Well, you know, Jimmy, you, your, your, answers, your answers were so thorough and so interesting that I thought I'd keep going. You're tearing the ass out of it now. Yeah. Oh, do you want to introduce a, a $10, $10 fine for a short answer? If he doesn't fill 20 seconds <laughs> yeah, exactly. for you to Google something yeah. as a host, <laughs> if he doesn't make it easier for you. Yeah. Oh, uh, right, JC, listen, you didn't give me time uh, code for the promo. Not twenty bucks. Didn't give me time code. <laughs> let's get to uh, not not mentioning Wonga's mail sack. Hundred quid. Yeah. Let's mention Wonga's mail sack. No Wonga today, but uh, JC's got his hands all over Wonga's mail sack. You know, it's it is quite nice to have my hand on on the mail sack. You know, because it means I can take control of of the mail sack. And it's really, it really does get, if, I feel a lot of responsibility, but I feel like I will come through in the end. <laughs> well, come on. <laughs> Rip it out so today, come on. Today's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to do my best Dan Wong impression. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah, let's let's go. Go. Hey guys, it's me, Dan Wong. So let's look in the mail sack today. Oh boy, it looks like Phil Z told us to look in someone else's mail sack. So Phil Z says, here's a great question that is sure to get the boys fired up. And that tweet is from Rafael Hernandez. Rafael Hernandez says, which month of the season will Sean Dyche take the Everton job? Ooh, that's a great Frank Lampard. Wonger impression there. Stumble included. Yeah, right. Yeah. Double check on the name. You love it yourself. Yes. You got to laugh a little That's bit more. It. Yeah. So, okay, quickly. Uh, okay. Sherms. <laughs> um, Frank Lampard, will he be the first manager fired? Let's, let's go that route. Yes or no? 
Ooh. B. Honestly, man, the way they they've done this preseason, I don't know if he's going to make it to Halloween, but I don't think he'll be the first one sacked. I think they're good. Everton need to back him, so he's making it to Christmas. Craig, mm. I'm going to say yes. All right, Jimmy. Which month? That was the question. Which month? I'm going to say. Oh no, that was the question for what month D, uh, Sean Dyche would take over. I'd say February. Okay. February. So he's not getting. He's the first manager fired. He's not getting fired till February. Well, it's a weird one, right? It's a World Cup year. That's a good point. Oh shit! Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, now, would well, well, you fire a manager if if you, it's a bad season by by November? Do you fire your manager then or at the end of the, the World Cup window when there'll be a lot of managers suddenly out of work, international managers? Mm. We might see a flood of that. Yeah, could be interesting, huh? Mm-hmm. Gareth Southgate suddenly available for Everton. You can see it right now. Ooh. Ooh. What do you think, Jimmy? First manager fired, and if so, when? Yeah, I think so. Um uh... I think the Christmas period. All right, so post-World Cup, lots of managers available. Um, they are signing Dwight McNeil, by all reports today, from, from Burnley. Good player, Dwight McNeil. So we'll, they're, they're spending some money now, finally. All right, uh, Wango, what's next? Uh, the next question comes from me, Dan Wong. <laughs> so here's a good question for you guys. And I hope you understand how many sides or faces does a classic soccer or football have? (laughs) And bonus questions from me, Dan Wong. What are the shapes called? Wonger would definitely call the panels faces a thousand percent. How many? That's a good question, though, isn't it? Isn't it? I don't know the the answer to how many. uh, how many pentagons there are? Are they pentagons or hexagons? It's pentagon, isn't it? No, no. Look at some of them are more like in the shape of a like a a woman's a, a woman's tamp, shoulder not pad, not a tampon, but a women's whatever they call it, a pad. We- yeah, <laughs> a sanitary product. That yeah, something like that. You could have oh, said a rectangle. Bad. Yeah. Would, jambalaya. You like to, would you like to know the answer, guys? Yeah, yeah. what is Jambalani. it? What is it? To that classic, classic <laughs> design of the football slash soccer ball that everyone grew up with, the the white and black <laughs> sphere that is just a, a just an iconic symbol of togetherness around the world. There Django. are 32 panels. Okay. 12 of which are uh pentagons, and 20 of which our hexagons. Oh, oh shit. there you go. Look All at right. that. See, so Craig, in your jambalaya, I got a little sausage in there. <laughs> 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 I'm allergic oh, to shrimp. God. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Jambalani was the other uh, World Cup ball. What ball are you talking about, JC? What's that? The, the first what Premier League ball, man. About? Every ball before 1992. The, the old, tango the was the, the most famous one, like, right? If you were to if you were to say to Google, show me a soccer ball, it'd show you the the white and black, like you know, schoolyard soccer ball. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yes, the Adidas Tango. That was it. That was the first, the most famous one, I think, from Brazil's uh, the '72 World Cup, wasn't it? '70 World Cup, sorry. I think is when when that one was first. Before then, it was a big old heavy orange balls, wasn't it? Yeah, but the but the tang but the tango didn't have the same paint design that you're talking about. Right, right. Hey, Jimmy's got to leave. That's all right, Jimmy. You can leave. Bye, Jimmy. You're allowed. Sorry, we'll guys. We've been balls. on for an hour and five minutes. You're talking about balls now. All sorts of <laughs> shite. I'm out. It's <laughs> yeah, weird. I feel like the show's got off the rails with that Wonger, which is not what I expected. <laughs> you know why? Because there's, there's more dead air in this show. Because Wonger always fills dead air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're name, talking over each other Winston. less between between your suburban inter- internet and Craig being out there in Kelowna. Is mine bad again today? 
Well, you and I speak over each other because there's just a fraction of delay. And you and I both have the host intuition to fill that empty space. It hasn't been too bad. Not too bad. No, Craig has been Craig has been good for a while now, but not today. It's been fucking awful. It's okay. Starkey will tell us how bad it truly is. Mm. Anyway, yeah. listen, it's been it's been fun nonetheless. I enjoyed it. It's a good way to spend our, our Wednesday evenings. Um, stay tuned. We, we might have some more good news coming your way very soon, so please join us again on Friday. Don't forget, if you missed it, listen to uh, Tuesday's podcast with Carl Robinson. So some great early stories from TFC Law back in 07 till, I think, 09. I think he was there. Uh, so some great insight there, including the, the Miracle in Montreal. Great chat that was. Um, so, yeah, stay tuned. Tell your friends all about us. Like us, subscribe to us, download us, upload us if you really want to, and uh, keep buying newspapers. Cheers for listening. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.